welcome to the UHM Podcast with your hosts, Ryan and Shane. Welcome back, everyone. This is episode 14 of the UHM Podcast. I'm your host, as always, Ryan Tudelo, and of course, joining me is Mr. Shane Smith. Shane, how are you today? I'm good. Thank you very much, Ryan. How are you? Bit under under the weather? Yes, I am a little bit. The old tonsillitis is kicking back in. Fantastic. Yeah. (laughs) So I'm glad we're doing it this week and not next week, or I probably won't be able to talk. Okay. Well, also joining us from the sick crew is uh, the returning author, triumphantly making his way back to the UHM podcast and uh, fellow trash movie junkie, George Pastore. Hey, George, how are you? Good, man. Thanks for having me back again. Great. Just hanging out in dirty Jersey. Nice. And filling out the trifecta is uh, Mr. Mike Whittemore in Chicago. Mike, is your microphone working? Yeah, I believe it is. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> I think this is the first time that it wasn't Shane having mic problems. Yeah, that's a miracle in itself. <clears throat> it's still early on the podcast. Plenty of time for fuck-ups. Oh, yeah. But before we <laughs> kick off, before we actually kick off, yes. one thing I must say is, since it's after midnight in the UK, I would like to wish you, Ryan, a very happy birthday. <laughs> well, th- thank you very much. To, Shane to, is the tech- go-to guy for birthdays because he always I, wishes he, me a birthday first. It's like he knows <laughs> things that I don't. I know he thinks he's slick, but I got one other birthday, <laughs> um, a birthday greeting before that actually. Right, but I appreciate oh, yeah, you, Shane. Did. Thank you very uh, much. You're most welcome. How old are you? Sixty-five. Yeah, uh, it might as well be <laughs> because when, when, once you pass thirty, it doesn't matter. It's all just downhill. Yeah, you got that to look forward to, Mike. Yeah, I got two years, so yeah, I still have my youth, unlike you people. Oh, I you, still have my youth. You bastard! I don't even remember my youth. <laughs> I think you're probably the only one today that doesn't have some type of sickness while they're on the air. So that's probably yeah. Good. My girlfriend's got one, so yeah, well, can't, we can't win all of them, right? So um, this podcast is the official podcast of UpcomingHorrorMovies.com. And if you'd like to contribute to the podcast, you could sign up for Horror Pack, uh, which is a monthly subscription service that delivers four horror movies to your door every month. Each month is different. Uh, there's a Blu-ray package and a DVD package. And if you go to horrorpack.com slash go slash UHM podcast, you can get a $3 discount on checkout. And we get a little money in the end. So do it. You know you want to. Do it now. Do it. Now. <laughs> Do it now. Um, yes. So before we get started, I got a special shout out I want to give out today. So shout outs to my fellow nutmegger, Tactical Bacon, on the UHM message board. He left us a very kind message uh, about the last uh, episode. He says, dude, you guys absolutely killed it in that interview. The questions were really thoughtful, and it was a really great listen. Great episode aside from that as well. Listened with my wife as we cruised around taking in the fall foliage today. So amazingly, there is like one person that listens to this. (laughs) (laughs) There we go. (laughs) And we now have evidence of that. Uh, that He was paid. (laughs) He might have been. 
it's actually me on a different account. I just go on there and. Uh, <laughs> thank you to TB. Yes. Yeah. Cheers, dude. So, um, so before we get started, we're going to start this podcast like we forget to do on every podcast and go over, um, you know, what we're uh, what we're watching. What are we reading? You know, uh, what's what's going on? Shane, is there anything that you've been watching, reading or listening to? Yes, um, I have been watching um, The Exorcist TV show. Oh, right, uh, yeah. Yeah, um, and it's getting better with every episode. That's all I have to say on that. It's just fucking amazing. And Gina Davis is a revelation in that. She really is. I'm really quite surprised. Really? Um, yes, she's really good in it. Um, what else have I been watching? Um, obviously, I've been watching The Walking Dead. Um, I have been watching, uh, oh crap, Ash versus Evil Dead, um, and oh, there's several other shows. Oh yeah, Z Nation is another one that I've been enjoying. Is that a lot. any good? Oh, I'm actually really enjoying it. It's um, think cheaper, nastier version of Walking Dead, but with comedy. It's actually nice. a lot, of, yeah. It's actually a lot funnier. Um, Movie-wise, uh, obviously, I trust everybody's been had been doing the uh, horror challenge, the October challenge. Yes, October is past, and yes. I'm sure most of us have been getting in as much horror movies as we can stand. Yes, um, I've still got a plethora of uh, movies to watch that I didn't get to watch in October, so I'm going through those slowly. But I did manage to get a copy. Uh, did manage to get a copy of The Witch, and I did nice. watch that at the weekend, and I really enjoyed it. Yeah, good. Yeah. So, and I didn't need subtitles. I could understand every single word that they were saying. <laughs> well, yeah, I'm not surprised about that. <laughs> yeah, well, see, the thing is, right, because it's set in Northern England, so. Um, no, no, it's set in New England. New England, but they're yeah, all Northerners. Yeah, but they're all Northerners. Well, they're, they're probably pilgrims. I don't know what <laughs> yeah. they came from. I don't. I don't remember back in that back in my history yeah, class but, where they actually came from. Yeah, but um, they they're all they're all Northerners. Ah. So um, yeah, they all come from Northern England. But uh, yeah, I was I managed to understand every word they said, so that was cool. Um, but I really enjoyed that. I thought it was really nice. cool. Yeah, George, um, you really liked The Witch too, right? I love The Witch. It's a great movie. Everything about it. it just, yeah, it I don't just, know if you heard our our last episode. We spent like half of the yeah, time gushing about it. It's, it's it's chilling from the moment it starts to the moment it ends. Yeah, a friend of mine, um, Darren Branson. I'm going to give him a shout out for this podcast tonight. Um, he actually said to me, as well as you guys, he actually said to me that I would really enjoy it. And uh, when I when I mentioned that I would watched it the other night, he said he thought it was amazing. Um, he said there was something quite satanic about the whole thing, um, oh. and he really enjoyed it. But uh, nice, yeah. So that was pretty cool. And music wise, because um, I always throw in something music wise. Uh, I've just recently purchased the new album by The Mission, um, which I'm absolutely loving right now. Uh, very reminiscent of the old goth stuff from the 80s and being an old goth absolutely loving it so it's all good <laughs> awesome how yeah. about you george anything anything interesting you've been watching listening to reading um yeah 
Well, I've been keeping up with Ash vs. Evil Dead. Um, finally, all caught up with that. I just finished uh, finished out season two of The Nick, which is an amazing show on Cinemax. Um, reading now, but I've been doing a lot a lot of writing, and just work is keeping me busy. Basically, music wise, I I've been getting down to a lot of Ghost, loving Ghost. Wow, yeah, I'm enjoying them as well, actually. Ghost is the shit right now. How about you, Mike? Anything interesting? Um, let's see. I've been playing uh, Fallout New Vegas for the first time, and it's fantastic. I never, As, I never played that. I have, I have it on my Steam list, obviously. With it's uh, in my opinion, other games I haven't played. Yeah, well, that's what happens if you have Steam. Um, yeah, everyone ever everyone told me as soon as I bought Fallout Four. Oh, Fallout Four is my first Fallout, so everyone's like, "You got to play three in New Vegas." And I tried in the past, and it wasn't for me. But I, after beating Fallout Four and knowing what to kind of expect, New Vegas is by far way superior than Four. And it's, really, yeah, it, there's so much stuff to do. Act, joining one faction will actually piss off another faction. In Fallout Four, I joined like all the factions, and nothing happened to me. <clears throat> um, it's just, it's like an R.L. Stein goosebumps, pick your own ending kind of game, and it's fantastic. <laughs> um, as for uh, watching, I'm not watching anything. I uh, watched 57 movies last month, and I'm gonna take a break from horror for, for uh, a couple weeks. And uh, other than that, listening to, I've been listening to the new Serpentine Dominion album. Um, if anyone doesn't know who that is, it's the new uh, kind of super group from the lead singer of Cannibal Corpse, the guitarist of Kill Switch Engage, and the ex drummer of Black Dahlia Murder, and it's fantastic. Wow! Yes, so I recommend going out and buying that because it's awesome. And other than that, I'm uh, stressing out about school and working out every day. So that's my life. S- school, yeah. young kids, school oh, education. Uh... Oh, such a long, long time ago for me. I just sit behind the bleachers and smoke all day. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, that's what I used to do. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Except we didn't have bleachers; we had swimming pool. <clears throat> and did you sit in a swimming pool and smoke all day? Oh no, no. We used to sit behind the swimming pool and uh, oh. smoke. And uh, they had clear glass in there, so we could actually see all the girls getting swimming and all in their. Uh, Scantily clad <laughs> bikinis and shit, so it was all good fun. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh let me hack up a lung, Jesus. <laughs> but yeah. yeah, I've been, um, I've been uh, other than last month watching all those horror movies. Um, I've been just digging through my pile a little bit, going easing up on you know some of the horror a little bit. I get in you know a movie every now and then. But getting back into TV shows that I've been meaning to catch up on forever, um, that I watch with my girlfriend, non non horror TV shows that I've been torturing her with the horror all month. So now we could go back to watching Arrow and Flash and pretty much every other superhero TV show. I still got to get um, into those. The Arrow one is kind of kind of Dawson's Creek like relationshipy. Oh dear. Um. It's still good. It's it's entertaining, but the season I'm in now, I think I'm in season four on Netflix. I don't remember. It's it's getting it's getting weak. It's hitting a dip in the middle of the season, and I'm like, ugh, I'm already this far. Now I gotta finish it. But um, Flash is awesome. Love the season one of Flash. I can't wait uh, to start season two. 
Um, I've been uh, actually I've been reading a lot of comics lately. Um, I'm in the middle of um, well, I'm at the end of Alan Moore's run on Swamp Thing, which if anyone doesn't know, Alan Moore is like this fucking comic genius. He writes like some of the best comic stories that are out there. Um, I mean, you know, you, you talk stuff like uh, The Watchmen or uh, League of Extraordinary Gentlemen, the comic, not the movie. Um, mm-hmm. Great Superman stories, like everything. Alan Moore's done a ton of stuff. And he one of his earlier runs was this run on Swamp Thing, which was actually in the started in the 80s. I, I have some of the comics, which is pretty cool, but I've been reading on, on my comic app, and it is crazy, man. I would like to go into it later, but I'd, I'd spend the entire podcast going through the storyline of this thing. It's just really good. Um, other than that, last night I watched this movie called Snakehead Terror, and it's, it's so ridiculous I had to send you guys that image um, <laughs> that I wanted you to check out. That image I sent you is the DVD menu, and it's like it's like the most pathetic. Like this is just a still frame image, and um, the guy's like the main character in the movie, and he's in front of a uh, a fake shitty water scene with a fake shitty mountain photoshopped in behind it with a fake sky, and he looks like a constipated, sweaty Bill Clinton, <laughs> like. I don't know what decision was made as to who thought this would be a good idea. Is this but, is this a sci-fi um, movie? It is even worse than that. It's an early sci-fi movie. It's from like 2004. Oh god! And let me tell you, man. This thing I watch. I've watched many sci-fi movies, and this one is ridiculous. I don't. I'm not gonna go too far into it, but like, it switches from awful CGI that you would normally expect in a sci-fi movie to practical effects at one point, like towards the end of the movie. And they're like rubber sock puppets, like biting, biting, you know, they're biting people and stuff. The snake head is a fish. It's a fish that's on land. And these people are getting attacked by it. And when one of these rubber sock puppets starts eating this one teen's head, it is hilarious. Like, you could almost see the thumb and the fingers, like, grabbing around this guy's head, <laughs> gnawing on it. And there's this one scene, I swear, I almost I almost fell out of my chair laughing, when at one point these are fish crawling on the ground trying to bite people really slowly. So they soak them all in water. <clears throat> this woman has this, like, uh, this electric stick, this cattle prod type thing. And she's going to electrocute the ground to shock all the fish to kill them. And, like, they're they're pouring water on the fish and they're running around. And this, <laughs> this one girl just slips and falls into a puddle as the woman slams down the, the electrocution rod. Awesome. <laughs> and it zaps the girl and it zaps the fish. I don't think it kills her. I don't remember. But I was I was laughing too hard to pay attention. It was so dumb. I loved it. I do that not recommend awesome. this movie. I'm going to say I do not recommend this movie, but <laughs> if you happen to see the last five minutes of it, then that's fine. So I think I shall, I'll pass on that one. Yeah, yeah no, that's I'll a definite. I, <laughs> it's, it was like an hour and a half, man. It was so long. But yeah, that's what we got. So today we can get to our topics. Um talking with george uh, last week uh, we just started discussing trashy movies just awful garbage and how much we <laughs> love them so we thought we'd throw together a little list of some trashy movies that we everybody can uh, sort of watch and and go over um and the first one that brought up this discussion was actually the 1987 film blue monkey 
And um, George, can, can you tell us what ha- what the plot is of Blue Monkey, or sort of what what's the rough, what's what's the quick uh, one page uh, write up on this thing? The first thing you have to say, the quote unquote, no pun intended, the monkey in the room here is um, there's no there's no Blue Monkey, <laughs> there's no monkeys <laughs> in this movie at all. I don't know where the title of the movie came from. Don't know how or why it's called Blue Monkey. But it is basically, uh, I want to say, is is insects proper? <laughs> A proper way of saying it? That actually um, get inside people and come out of their mouth via like a scene out of the hidden. That's, right. what, that's one of the, the, the first time you see this thing come out of an old man's mouth as he's laying in a hospital bed is um, pretty reminiscent of how the the creature in the movie, The Hidden, has, comes out of everybody that thing jumps into. It, even the monster itself almost looks pretty much like the creature from The Hidden. Until the well, very end, different stages grows to like a, a ridiculous size. Yeah. And it takes so, place so, in a hospital. Right. So, like, an old man, and this is, I've watched this beginning scene more times than I can admit to try to remember what actually happens in this movie. So, like, an old man is hanging out with this woman who has a greenhouse in her yard, and he's setting up a date. And he gets pricked by, I believe it's a thorn, but maybe it's an insect bite. They never show an insect, but I think he gets pricked by a thorn off of this weird-looking plant. And she says the plant came from a newly formed volcanic island. And <laughs> the man goes to the hospital because this. <laughs> <It's so ridiculous. laughs> like, I don't, I don't even remember how he got to the hospital. He gets to the hospital because he got stung by a bee or pricked he, he, by a thorn. I don't yeah, know which. He collapsed. It collapses in the driveway. Right. And, yeah. And uh, that's when he gets taken off, which I watched this earlier on tonight. And I have to say. That ambulance turned up pretty fucking quick. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe he was really close to the hospital. I don't know. Possibly. You know, it's just one of those things. So amazed. when he gets there, that's when that the 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 worm the creature comes out of his mouth. Um, I guess it's like a, a maggot or um, I don't know. It's like caterpillar it's type thing, right? To describe, yeah. There, there's probably some scientific bug term to describe it. Mm. <clears throat> but then I find the rest of this movie is, is really just pieced together stolen scenes and ideas from other movies. Like, like there's one part where a, a guy's having a heart attack and he's dying and the lady comes in with the paddles and it's just like the scene in The Thing, yeah. except shitty. Where she comes yeah. in and she goes to hit the guy with the paddles and his chest explodes <laughs> and she gets sprayed with blood. <laughs> yeah. But it doesn't show it, it just shows her getting sprayed with blood. So, but I thought, you know, and there's a lot of stuff that's like that, like uh, Aliens is ripped off. The first Alien is ripped off. It's got Dean oh, Wormer oh, is the guy that runs a hospital. Time. What was that, George? Big time. Heavily influenced off Alien. Heavily. Oh, yeah. Dean Warner is my favorite part. Mm. I also I also kind of think they obviously took the, um, the guys who wrote Mimic, took several ideas from this film for Mimic. Uh, that's the Guillermo del Toro movie? Mimic? Is it? Yeah. Is it del Toro? Yeah. 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 
It's the yeah, just about the, the giant bugs making yeah. their nests and stuff. Well, you know, Mimic's not as shitty as. Uh... No, it's not. I I still I'm still quite partial to Mimic. No, Mimic is actually pretty damn good. Yeah, that's good. You know, it's not that's good. Nero Mimic Savino three. Is that Sentinel? I forget you. Um, I think that was the subtitle of it. I don't know. That was the one where the kid is, it's like a rear window mixed with Mimic, and it has Lance Henriksen in it. So, like, every bad movie has Lance Henriksen in it. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, but, yeah, this is a really, really weird 80s movie. Um, it's got decent effects in that, like, the the bug thing looks really good. Mm. Um, even close up, I think it looks good. It really did. That's the one of the takeaways I took from it. I, I hated this movie. I thought it was garbage, but the effects are great. <laughs> yeah. But actually, there is the little kid in it actually says, I wonder if we'll find a blue monkey in here. Yeah. yeah. Searching through the uh, corridors under the hospital. Like, what a random line to pull the name of the movie from. I know, right? I think they named the movie before making it. <laughs> <laughs> So like, hey, we're going to call it, I'm, I'm going to make a movie <laughs> called Blue Monkey. And they're like, oh, okay, what's going to be about? He's like, I don't know. And then they made the movie, and they're like, fuck, we didn't put in Blue Monkey. We didn't oh, put let's Blue have Monkey that kid it. say it. <laughs> yeah. Complete. The scene where it actually comes out of the guy's throat was uh, pretty well done for practical effects in a really super low-budget, shitty movie. Yeah. Even I, I mean, watched that, and I was thinking that was pretty cool. Yeah, I mean, they, they show the guy's like throat expanding and... And this huge thing starts coming out of his mouth, like the claws first, and you can see it pull itself out. It was pretty well done. Yeah, yeah, I agree. And I, I love the like the setup in the movie. It's it's got that classic like '80s cliche. Like in the beginning of the movie, when they first get to the hospital, the first thing they're like, "Oh, you got to check out our new laser in our new laser room, and the laser's very dangerous." <laughs> You're like, okay, they're going to be shooting a bug with a laser later in the movie. I get it. It's the future. <laughs> yeah. Why does a hospital have Four. this? It's like a huge, it's like a huge bazooka laser too. Four I think they say something about the hospital too. Go ahead, George. Yeah, it's okay. like a research hospital, I guess. Yeah, they say something about it, and they're they're like, it doesn't look like a conventional hospital. It's like, well, yeah, it's probably the cheapest place you guys could film it in. <laughs> and in the meantime, while all this, like, there's the bug in the hospital and people are getting killed or whatever, while all this is going on, to keep the people in the hospital. Um, the, the, the government comes in and sets up like a barricade around the whole hospital with guns and tanks and everything, because I think there's a, um, of course you need tanks. Yes. A, d a disease that's going to be spreading and killing everyone in the world. And I thought one of the coolest scenes is when one of the sick people escaped out of a window and just got <laughs> mowed down. <laughs> they didn't even stop to think. They're like, fuck this guy. Well, <laughs> It's funny because uh, I'm actually looking at the uh, IMDb page for it now, and the first member of the cast that gets credit is the creature. A man play? I guess was working the prosthetics, or was he like in a suit? I am, I'm assuming a suit. He's the wow. first person in the cast overview. Literally, the creature. It's not even called the blue monkey. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, that's what I would call it. Jesus. So yeah, I also liked how they they cured the sickness that was in the hospital for everyone. Um, as they as they found out that the only way to stop the disease that I guess would make you spit out uh, a worm is to drink alcohol. Yay! Because two old women getting <laughs> shit faced while the whole thing was going on so as a that, little side plot. 
that actually made me laugh so much. These two old birds just getting completely hammered. Yeah. That was brilliant. That was just a stroke of genius. I think that actually kept me watching the film itself. Just seeing how hammered these two old birds would get. And it was just, it was, that was just worth it alone. Yeah, it was it was like something that you would see on like airplane or something. Like they'd cut away and just yeah. go back to this this one thing, and they're just still sitting there getting tanked. <laughs> and yeah, and another thing, what was the whole deal with the guy and the woman who was pregnant and she was giving birth? What was that all in aid of? Um, he was predicting I when she was, was going to give anywhere. A side yeah, plot, yeah, side plot that didn't work well at all. You know. And the woman's comedic, oh, yeah, it's ready now, you know, and you're just like, no, hang on, no, just no yeah, love. Yeah, that could have been axed right away. Yeah. Now, if you wanted to trim a little time off this movie, that could have been the first thing. Every every, every one of those scenes could be the right to go, right on the yeah, floor. That would have been worth just trimming 10 minutes of the film alone, just get rid of those characters. Yeah. That's something this film desperately needed was to get cut down, because the climax lasted for like an hour. Yeah, oh, right. yeah, when they're... When they when they get to the basement or wherever it is, and they're they're in the bugs' layer essentially, like it feels like they're down there forever. And there's the scientist yeah. that's like, "Oh no, I'm gonna stay here and take pictures and study all the bugs." Is there like they literally? It's it's a scene ripped out of Alien that there's like all these eggs. They're big eggs on the floor, and they're like pulsating. You're like, okay, obviously they're gonna break open, and there's gonna be bugs everywhere. And this guy's like, "Oh, I gotta study them." It, it's like in Prometheus when the guy sees the snake and he goes to pet it. The alien snake yeah. <laughs> and bites his face. Yeah, and nice and convenient. The hospital actually had an abandoned wing that this thing could nest in. Well, don't all hospitals have uh, an abandoned wing for some for to shoot horror movies? In? <laughs> no, sadly not. <laughs> so yeah, um, that's Blue Monkey. Would you guys recommend? Now this is a tough movie to find. Um, it has no. It never had a DVD release. It's got no Blu-ray release. It doesn't even have a laser disc. This is, if you want a legitimate copy of this movie, it is only available on VHS, which I have sitting next to me. Um, or you can find it on various places on the internet. Would you guys recommend searching this movie out? No, I would. <laughs> In a heartbeat. I mean, it's it's horrible, but it's it's, you know, if you it got a couple buddies with you and you got some beers and you watched it, it's fantastic. But if you you can't compare with like I mean, Shawshank Redemption, Shawshank Redemption. Now, George, you had a, you had a special love for this movie, right? I did because I, it was um, back. You know, I'm really dating myself. It's, but back when like VHS was all the rage, and you'd walk into a, a like a video store, and there were never copies behind the boxes. You would actually have to just take the box to the counter, and they'd have to look in their library behind the counter for a, a movie. I mean, we're really going back, and it was never in. And my father finally came home with it one night, and I remember saying, "Why are we gonna watch a movie about Blue Monkey?" And it like kind of threw like a temper tantrum. <laughs> in '87, in '87, I was only what 12 years old, and as we're sitting down watching it, like I, the first thing I remember is I really didn't pay attention at the beginning of the movie because it was just so boring to me. But then I seen this thing climb out of this guy's mouth, and I'm like, "Oh wow, this movie's pretty freaking cool." And uh, it became a staple. And I remember it, it was always on uh, Joe Bob Briggs Drive-In Theater on uh, when the movie channel used to have like Saturday Night was Horror Night. 
Yeah, it was TNT. Uh, it was the movie channel first. Oh, oh then, yeah, 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 yeah. And then he moved to TNT. Before Monster Vision. Yeah, before. And he always played movies like this. This was like constant rotation. Neon Maniac was constant rotation. Oh, Neon Maniacs. That's a classic. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it was always the same like rotation of movies with him, and this was one of them. And just brings me right back to sitting on my couch, late, being twelve years old, not supposed to be watching TV, and I'm watching Blue Monkey and Neon Maniacs and uh, Spasms and all the other stupid shitty movies from back then. That's incredible. See, I didn't discover this until much later. Um, I actually found it at a at a horror convention. Um, they had bootlegs laying out, bootleg DVDs, and I'm like, Blue Monkey, what the fuck is this? <laughs> the guy's like, oh, you gotta watch it, it's about a bug. I'm like, why isn't it about a monkey? It's it's called Blue Monkey. Mm-hmm. I took it home, and I'm like, oh my god, I'm buying this VHS right now. <laughs> How much did you pay for it? Oh, back, this this was in that sweet spot of VHS collecting where nobody was paying anything for any of them. Like, literally 50 cents. So, wow. let me ask you now, a question, though. Now it's probably, I don't know, I, I would guess it's got to be in the $10 range. No, 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 because I'm on Amazon right now. And Blue Monkey on VHS, 1987, the cheapest one on there is $30 plus $4 shipping. Wow, $30. Wow. Now, would you, sell it. would you recommend people going out and buying this for $34? Absolutely only, not. Only, <laughs> only serious collectors. Yeah, absolutely not. Listen, and that's in eventually, very good eventually somebody's going to release it or it's going to have a nice it's going to have an Amazon or I mean a Netflix release. Uh, that's what's kind of happening with a lot of these movies or whoever owns the rights is going to put it on their YouTube channel. You know, eventually it's going to happen. Or if I, I can cross cross my fingers and hope for a special edition from Scream Factory. And get some get some commentary. Find the director's commentary on it. Wait, let's let me see who the director is on this. Well, um, I watched I watched it on YouTube. Uh, so I'd like to hear what he has to say if he's still alive. <laughs> he's still alive. <laughs> yeah, I watched that on uh, YouTube earlier on tonight. No, you didn't, Shane. You acquired it through legal means, didn't you? Yeah, um, you bought it on Amazon. Yeah, for right. 30, for thirty dollars, and, yeah. ship- and had it shipped to England, where you also bought a U.S. VHS player. Yeah, right. Uh, of course, I did. Um, <laughs> yeah. Looking this, looking this guy up, he directed a bunch of the Goosebumps from the nineteen ninety five to ninety eight TV series. Oh, was any of them the what was at the Haunted Mask? Was any of them that one? Uh, Deep <laughs> Trouble. No. Yeah, trilogy twenty seven. An episodes. Wow. He As did do. He did the Haunted Mask uh, 2, part 1 and oh, part 2. nice. Yeah. Man, that was a good one. That was creepy. I remember that I one. I had the books. I grew up with that shit. Wow. Yeah, I had the books too. See, this is all going over my head because we never got Goosebumps in the UK. So I'm completely Wow, and it's that. funny. I, I actually brought the movie up, uh, Spasms, and he actually directed that fucking movie. <laughs> Spasms. I had no ones. idea. Spasms is really bad. It's a it's a giant snake movie. Oh, I'd watch that. I love giant snake movies. Not this one. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, um, well, I just watched one. It was called Shit. Oh, I, the DVD is probably sitting on top of my player over there. I can't. Uh, like it was like Big Snake Bite or something. I don't know. 
really bad. It was about a, a the shape. The snake would grow bigger the more it would eat. So it started off as this tiny little snake the size of a pencil. And then by the end of the movie, it's like the size of, you know, a fucking a bus. And it's pretty awful. But it did it did eat. A, it, it spent like six days eating this woman in a uh, in a, uh, a barn. So that was pretty funny seeing her slowly just get bitten piece by piece away. What's that called? Uh, you know, what? I'm going to stand up and go get it because I know it's sitting over on my. Because that sounds player. interesting. Yeah, I remember a scene in the movie Spasms. This this chick was taking a shower, and the snake slowly crawls into the bathroom. And of course, the shower, if I remember correctly, has one of those it's one of those sliding glass door showers. Right. And it looks like somebody just takes like a huge rubber black snake and throws it at the glass. And of course, the glass shatters. <laughs> That's <laughs> right. It bites this chicken, and the, the whole point of the movie is the snake doesn't really eat them; it just bites people, and they, their skin starts bubbling up, and they get spasms. Thus the oh. title. Thus the title. It's got Peter Fonda in it. All right, so this is it, it's even more innocuous than you could imagine. It's called Mega Snake. <laughs> uh, of course, it is. You sure yeah. that's not a porno? <laughs> <laughs> I wish. Boy, this this was a piece of work. This took me a couple a couple uh, tries to make it through it. Not an easy watch. Really bad. But it did yeah, have it a bunch of uh, Pentecostal preachers uh, getting killed because they were like the snake worshippers, you know, the ones that like touch snakes and say they can't be killed by them. And then the first scene in the movie is one of those guys getting bit by a snake and killed. We should do a uh, snake podcast. Oh, I would do one. I have so I have a whole section devoted to killer snakes. <laughs> I think we should do a, um, a podcast dedicated solely to like animals and reptiles on like vehicles, like snakes on a plane, werewolves on a truck, <laughs> and like, zombies on a plane, and all this kind of stuff. You know, we should hey, do something like Flight of the Living Dead is great. Oh man, I remember. Well, I've I've got a copy of that. I've got a pre-release copy yeah. of that when it was called Plain Dead. Plain Dead. <laughs> oh my <laughs> god! Because that went through so many fucking title changes, it was ridiculous. Good god! Yeah. So I Blue can... Monkey. Yeah. <laughs> Blue Monkey. It sucks. Um... <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, besides that little tangent, let's go on to our, um, our next gem that we picked out here. Also from 1987, you can tell this was a great year for movies. Um, this one sort of became a cult classic after it got re-released on DVD. Um, this is Street Trash. <clears throat> and, um, Mike, why don't you, why don't you tell me what, what's going on in Street Trash? Uh, <laughs> it's not really too complicated. <laughs> So basically, uh, a liquor store uh, owner he finds like this. <laughs> I'm gonna be laughing while saying this because it's ridiculous, but um, <laughs> he finds a case of like uh, what he thinks is booze in his wall for some reason. Viper. Yeah, Tenafly Viper. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, he finds a whole case of it, and a homeless guy steals it, and uh, another homeless guy steals it from him, and that other guy drinks it on a toilet, and ah. Um, he kind of just like decomposes in the toilet. Nice. And it's 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 just it follows uh, just homeless people, and it's it's pretty fantastic. 
And uh, fun fact is Brian Singer was a uh, producer for this. What? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, he, he was a production assistant. I'm sorry. They let him back in Hollywood after that. Yeah, production assistant. So uh, yeah, it's a uh, it's a it's a good flick because of all the practical effects. It's a lot of fun, in my opinion. Yeah, you know, I think this it was a, this movie was basically a showcase for the practical effects. I feel like they came up with a reel of practical effects and then had to build a movie around. Oh yeah, it's uh, there was one scene where uh, a guy takes a, a swig of uh, Tenderfly Viper on like a a balcony, and he's melting through the balcony. Oh, and it's I like, love that part. Yeah, and he's like melting onto the sidewalk, and it gets in some guy's eye, and he's running. Down <laughs> he, the block. he melts right out of this guy in a nice suit. This yeah. business guy, he's walking yeah. down the street. And a homeless man melts into him. <laughs> it's awesome. It's really, really funny. You know, the first thing I think about when I hear when this movie's brought up is the uh, keep away with the severed dick. Oh, my God. That's So that's the scene that the movie's kind of, like, infamous for. I mean, there's a lot of great gore effects and, like, practical weirdness going on. But th- there's one scene where... Um, so there's there's sort of like a group of the bad homeless guys and the good homeless guys, and then there's cops investigating murders and meltings that are happening around the city. And um, <laughs> at, at one point, some guy starts peeing onto another guy, and he reaches up and grabs his cock and cuts his cock off. And then this it starts a it's like a game of like keep away or football with like a schlong, and. and <laughs> There, there are long scenes where, like, people, you know, will cock back and throw this dick across the junkyard, <laughs> and there's just like, you know, it's it's like it's like the bone in in uh, 2001: A Space Odyssey. It's just like this wang flipping don't, through the air in slow motion. Don't compare it. Don't don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing? It was a really long scene too. It, like never oh, yeah. ended. And it had like it didn't have like wonky background music to it, like like circus music to it as they were throwing this dick around. Yeah, it was. It, it lasted a long time, and it, you're right, it did. It had some weird music playing in the background. <laughs> weird scene. Synapse uh, re-released it on Blu-ray, and it's called the uh, Special Meltdown Edition. Yes, um, uh, I think I I think I have the the DVD copy of that. I don't know if I have the Blu-ray. Yeah, if you uh, it's on Amazon for uh, Live Prime, so it's fourteen thirty nine, but it's not bad. It's definitely worth the price, in my opinion. Yeah, it's a super interesting one to to watch. There's a lot in this movie, you know. There's there's uh, gang rape, necrophilia, cock tossing. Um, <laughs> it, it has it all, really. I mean, if you're looking for something that's fucking really out there, it's kind of like a trauma movie. You know what? You're you're absolutely right it it, it it has every trademark of a trailer movie yeah they even have the fat mirror from uh toxic avenger in it i was gonna say he's in that he plays the guy that um that rapes a corpse he finds in his junkyard <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> it sounds so horrible and it is like the the situations that are in this movie you'll you'll just feel disgusting like you 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 finish this movie off and you have to take a shower that's exactly the best way I can describe this movie you're just like Ugh. <laughs> the ending's awesome though um, I don't remember that, um, the end well when they're the, the, so 
the uh, the bad guy the that was in Vietnam and it has all the flashbacks and kills everyone is chasing around the little brother of the main character. And he's chasing him through the junkyard, through, you know, all kinds of different spots because the little brother was hooking up with the woman that worked at the junkyard and the homeless vet wanted her but couldn't get her. And I don't know, he was going to go kill the little brother. And they're running around and um, main character knows that the Tetafly melts people now. So he's trying to use it almost like a weapon to get this guy to drink it. And it doesn't happen. He doesn't. He doesn't drink it. He gets a little bit on him or something. Is you know, there's some fucked up, like his face starts melting off or something. I don't remember. But like to kill this guy, they um, they do that the trick that's in that James Bond movie where they knock off the end of a of a um a, a compressed air tank, and the tank fires off and like knocks off ninety percent of this guy's head and shoulders, just like blows through him. Oh, it's it's so gory. It's so graphic. And it's so over the top that you cannot help but laugh at it. I do it. remember that now. Yeah. Oh, you know what else I noticed, too? So in this movie, there's a couple other characters that are in the movie. There's a, a doorman who works for a mob boss <laughs> at, like, um, I don't know, I guess it's a restaurant or something. And the mob boss's um, girlfriend is the is the one who ends up the dead corpse that gets banged. Um, but the, the doorman who's in it a lot, and he's always, he comes in, like, four or five different scenes. That's the guy from Frankenhooker. He's he's the the Doctor Frankenstein character from Frankenhooker that brings back uh, the the dead prostitute. I didn't notice that. That's awesome. Yeah, I'm like I know this guy from somewhere. I looked him up. I'm like, oh yeah, that makes it like there's the street trash. Uh, uh, you know Frank Henelotter movie, Trauma. It, it, it this is all it, it, you know. If you know any of these things, if you know like Basket Case and like that, or you like Trauma movies, then. Um, street trash is street trash is definitely up your alley. You know? Yeah, definitely. It, it has trauma and all over it. Yeah, is this another childhood favorite, George, or is this something you picked up later? Um, no, definitely childhood favorite. I mean, I've <laughs> I had a fucked up childhood. I guess I've seen all these movies when I was like eight <laughs> to ten years old and shit like that. You know, it's kind of weird thinking back now. I was like, wow, eighty seven. I'm like fourteen years old, sitting on the couch with my father watching. People play keep away with a severed dick. I guess that's why I'm pretty. That's why I'm as fucked up as I am now. That explains a lot. It does. Nothing, there is nothing wrong with being fucked up. <laughs> <coughs> Easy. Sorry. <laughs> that's a hard life you led. That's what. That's what you get for uh, for watching street trash when you're a little kid. Just yeah, completely wrecks you. Trash. So um, I I 100% recommend this movie. I feel like if you're into horror, I mean, not even ultra gore, just like nonsense, gory special effects and and hilarious things that happen. And this is also not a very politically correct movie at all. Like the way they depict homeless people in the movie is kind of offensive. But like because, you know, they're like, oh, these are all evil people and they're dirty and they're living in this thing and blah, blah, blah. And all of them are stealing from each other. It's kind of a a downer if you think about it that way. But if you think about it from the classic 80s, this is just a horrible movie and we're looking to do awful things since then. There's no way you can't yeah, enjoy you, it. You got to go into this movie just knowing it's not serious and just sit back and enjoy the what, oh what no it, it does it it does not take itself seriously at all like not for a second nope. 
I don't think there's one scene that doesn't have a joke in it or, you know, some type of comedic thing happening. While at the, the very beginning of the movie is this crazy chase scene through, like, you know, all kinds of different locations as the main character's running through and he, ru- he runs through this um, uh, a hotel and there's, like, people banging and complete full frontal nudity, like, right yeah. two, second, two seconds in the movie. You're like, whoa, there's some dick and there's some push. <laughs> Yeah, and he's like, get out, there's a fire, and he slaps a woman's ass. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Um, what do you think, Mike? You think people should be watching this, or is this something that they need to avoid? No, you got to watch it. Absolutely. Uh, Absolutely. You got to watch this. Yeah, because uh, I was doing some IMDb trivia on it, and uh, the lead uh, bad guy, I forgot, his, I think his name is like Bronson or something. Okay, yeah, right, yeah. right, to get the Vietnam bad guy, right? <laughs> yeah, he, uh, the actual actor said while filming he didn't know what the movie was about at all and they kind of just told him to do this and do that and he just did this and did that and he said he still doesn't know what the movie's about so i mean that kind i don't of think the writer me. even knows what it's about no no not at all does it does it have a point is is like i mean not in some philosophical sense like is there a story I, if there is i can't remember it no i don't think there is <laughs> <laughs> you just kind of blew my mind. I I don't remember a story. I, no, I don't think there is. There's there's a there's a series of things that happen. There's there's the cop who's trying to investigate all the deaths. Um, and then he he bludgeons a man to death in like cold blood, and he uses that to threaten a mob boss. And I'm like, isn't this guy a cop? <laughs> in real life, he used to be a cop. Apparently, I believe it. I mean, he looks like a cop. That's funny. So, so yeah, yeah, street trash. Street trash is an A plus um, in terms of being so insane that you have to see it to believe it. Yeah, and like I said, Synapse I uh, made it on Blu-ray. It's only like fifteen bucks or so. I would definitely recommend picking it up because it's awesome. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna double check my collection if if I don't have the uh, the Blu-ray. If I just have my old DVD, I may upgrade. I think it's worth it. So. So that's pretty good. Now we're going to finish off with probably one of the most famous trashy movies of all time. Um, This one's The Toxic Avenger. It's the first movie from Lloyd Kaufman. I think it's the first trauma movie. I don't know if you did this. I thought um, uh, Class of Newcomb High was. Yeah, I'm not. I think this was before that. Was it? Yeah, Newcomb High was was... 86. Uh, Oh, wow. 84. Interesting. I know. So, I mean, this the the place this movie was filmed. I used to eat there all the time. What, at, the, at the taco place, the Mexican yeah, place. It was called Amigos. <laughs> that makes a whole lot of sense. Now we know why you're sick, George. You grew up in Tromaville. Yeah, it wasn't called Amigos in the movie, but in in real life, that's what it was, Amigos. That's funny. So yeah, the the Toxic Avenger. Um. I mean, essentially, if you if you don't know the story of the Toxic Avenger, um, there's a, a nerd named Melvin who works at the uh, the fitness club in Tromaville in New Jersey, of course, because as we all know, the Toxic Avenger is the first superhero <laughs> from New Jersey. And um, he gets bullied by the psychotic murderers that work out at the gym. And eventually he's sort of driven out of a window and into some toxic waste that's parked below below the gym. Conveniently. And he, yes, convenient. Well, they stopped so they could smoke the like super crack that they got in 
it's earlier in Jersey somewhere. That's where the drivers stop the toxic, the truck full of toxic waste. And um, he catches fire, runs home, jumps in the bathtub, and emerges the Toxic Avenger, like this ripped, huge guy who has maybe the funniest voice dubbing of any movie ever made. Oh, yeah. He, could be, I, I love the direction that they took it because you, you, you when you see the, the Toxic Avenger, he's, just, he's got this huge fucked up face, his eyeballs on one side of his head. You know, he's, there's lumps all over him. He's a big mess. But he's got like the smoothest, deepest voice you've ever heard. It's it's like <laughs> it's so good. And um, and being the f- first movie from Troma, they sort of went all out in trying to have fun with it. I think like the special effects in it are still good and they hold up today. Like I I, I hadn't watched this movie for probably oh I don't know I'm gonna say over ten years or so since the last time I watched it. And I'm like, oh, it's going to be crappy. You know, I'm, I'm remembering it through rose-colored glasses. It's not going to be as, as amazing as I remember it being. And watching it again, like, this week, I'm like, it's even better. It's, like, even better <laughs> than I thought it was. So, um, so yeah, what what did you guys think of this? It's classic. Been, yeah, it's been a lot of years since I watched that. Um, I can't even remember how long ago it was. That's how long ago it was. Um... <laughs> Fucking hell. It must have been about 88, 89 when I watched it for the first time. And I thought this film was so bad, it's amazing. So um, I might have to dig it out and try and get hold of a copy of this. Just so I can watch it Yeah, amazingly, if you want, and this is for everybody that's listening, if you go on Troma's YouTube page, they have it for free on their YouTube page, along with a bunch of their other amazing movies and all the Toxic Avenger sequels. Um... So, I mean, you can't get better than that. You know, you just go on and watch it. It's right there. And it's in HD. It's really great. Cool. I'll have to do that over the weekend. So, yeah. It, um, I mean, I, I semi-grew up watching this. I can remember the first time I saw this, it was actually the TV broadcast that I saw when it was on USA, probably sometime in the early 90s, I think. And it, it was, you know, it was cut to shit. They cut out everything that would make this movie fun to watch. You know, all the gore, the swearing, the nonsense, the boobs, all that was gone. Um, And then after seeing that and thinking this movie's hilarious, then I went to the video store and rented a copy of it and was like, holy shit, this is not what I thought it was. How about you, George? You probably had to see this when you were younger, I imagine. George? Hello, anybody? Yeah, I'm sorry. I I was having a coughing fit and wanted Ruin the podcast. Oh. <laughs> no, that just adds the flavor of it. <laughs> One thing I remember too: part of his costume is uh, a fucking ballerina tutu. Yes, he's wearing tights. Well, that's because when they <laughs> they they trick him into it, the um, yeah, a girl a girl promises to have sex with him, but he's got to wear pink because that's her favorite color. So she makes him put on a ballerina costume when he falls into the toxic waste. <laughs> yeah, and we've all been there. <laughs> Speak for yourself. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This was definitely one I seen when it first came out, especially in this area. I mean, it was. Oh, it must have been huge in Jersey. It was. It was. It was really big, and they had like special theater screenings for it. Because there's there's still an old movie theater right about a half a mile from where that Mexican restaurant used to be. 
and they still play it there on on uh, at midnight showings throughout the year. Um, now that so Mexican let me ask you, is, is an Arby's. Oh, back when it was a Mexican restaurant, were there katanas on the wall? No. <laughs> why are there why are there katanas in a Mexican restaurant? There's not. They they took liberties with the interior of that place when they filmed it. <laughs> Could you get a milkshake at the Mexican restaurant? No. <laughs> Damn it. They they had the the best greasy Mexican food you could possibly imagine. Yeah, you're shattering all of my hopes and dreams of going there and getting a uh getting a milkshake while I hold the katanas. Now that it's long gone. It was it was a Popeyes for a while, and then they tore Popeyes down. They rebuilt it, and now it's an Arby's. Oof! Well, you're better off with an Arby's than a Popeyes. That that's for sure. Yeah, yeah. It's that whole area. They filmed a lot of it down in the meadows as well. Oh, really? Plans, yeah. Like nice. the toxic, the toxic dump and everything. That that's all in the meadowlands. Oh, I didn't realize that. So they got like giant stadium behind them as they're filming. It's not even props, probably. It's like actually just real toxic waste from New Jersey Meadowlands. Yeah, right. They they probably just like, oh, we'll use this. It's here anyway. <laughs> Safe budget. Yeah. No, I, I love that restaurant scene though. Like when they come in and they the, the gang of bad guys. They, they, this isn't even like. I don't even know if this is related to the rest of the plot. It just happens to be some bad guys come in to rob the Mexican restaurant. And um, they come in, and a guy's like wielding a shotgun, and he picks up a baby and points the shotgun in the baby's face. <laughs> and you're like, "Oh my god, you can't do that!" <laughs> and then um, another another part of that same scene. So there's a um, there's this guy. I think he's got a knife, and the Toxic Avenger rips his arm off and beats people with it. But the dude was actually he actually only had one arm, so they had a prosthetic arm like on him. So it, it, it looks awesome, but it, yeah, it looks he was holding he had a fake arm the whole time. He walked in there and you don't notice it at all until the toxic rips it off and you're like, wait a second, where's that guy's arm? Does he not have an arm? Yeah, it was like, oh, it was the, fake the whole time. <clears throat> yeah, the the kills in this are fucking awesome. They're, like it's so much fun that w when he's stuffing a guy's face into the uh, milkshake machine, dunking a guy's head into the deep fryer, or no, it was his hands. That's right, he pins uh, yeah. his hands. His hands. He puts his hands in. Why does that kill him? <laughs> Why not? Why not? Yeah. <laughs> and it's got, you know, there's a Nazi police chief. There's the big fat mayor who's always eating a sandwich and getting massaged. It's like just the most disgusting thing you can like watch. And supposedly that uh, the crew, the sandwich that the mayor's like laying on and like shoveling into his face, the crew ate that sandwich for lunch. Oh, oh. <laughs> it's like a six foot, one of those six foot subs, this huge sub. Oh, my God. This uh, yeah. this this movie kind of it's not like special to me <laughs> at all. Because um, uh, when did uh, Toxic Avenger come out? They came out, what, like 84? 80, yeah, it was. Well, like I grew up, I didn't grow up with that because it was four years before I was born. But uh, the, what I did grow up with was Toxic Crusaders, which is a TV oh, sure. show. And uh, I had all the toys for, from it. I played with them so much when I was a kid. And then as I grew up, I was like, this is based <laughs> off a movie. So when I watched it, it was like, wow, this is yeah. not <laughs> how they made this into a cartoon. is just they, right. beyond. 
they took the, that that's always flabbergasted me. They took this like ultra gore, cheesy. 80s movie with nonsense, you know, ripping people's arms off and putting a shotgun in a baby's face, and they turned it into a fucking cart, a Saturday morning cartoon with the Toxie crew as they all hang out and, and solve toxic waste problems. Yeah, and uh, it's that was made, the Toxic Crusaders cartoon was made in 91, and on Amazon, the DVD is new for $3. Nice. And it's only lasted well, one season, so... There's a box set that has um, all the movies and Toxic Crusaders, I think, in one box. I think it's called, like, the Tox Box or something. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Um, I, I, I don't even have that. I just have when, – when DVDs were first, like, happening, <clears throat> Troma was one of the first companies that had their own store online. You go to Troma.com. It's still up. You could go to Troma.com and, like, buy DVDs and stuff. But that was one of the first studios that was putting out their movies on DVD – you know, right, you could just go to their web, their website and buy them. And I remember they had a sale. This was probably like 2002 or 2003. And they had, um, it was at the time, all three Toxic Avengers. And you could get it for like $30. And I'm like, that's the deal of the century. Because <laughs> at the time, Toxie 4 wasn't out yet. They were making it. And I remember, I think Toxie 3 has like clips of like, and the, spe- and the special features, it's like, oh, here's, you know, some scenes that are going to be in Citizen Toxie, which, in my opinion, I think the movies two and three, like they went full comedy. They they didn't keep any of the, the gore and, and a lot of the fun that was in the, the first movie. Four is a more modern trauma movie. I think that's when trauma took the turn. You know, where they went from these, like, schlocky, like, killer condom and Sergeant Kabuki man into just, like, tr- trash. Just, I don't, I mean, it's 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 weird describing those movies as, like, that's when they were fun and good. And then now it's like, oh, now they're just trash. <laughs> now they're super trashy. I, I, but, I read back in, like, September sometime, too, that um, one of the co-directors of Sausage Party is actually making, is signed to do the remake of this. They've been saying they're going to do a remake for probably 10 years now and and nothing's come of it. So, I mean, people keep getting attached and, and taken away. I'm not surprised. But like, why would what this is a movie where a remake, not that it, it couldn't match the first one, but it wouldn't be the same. Like you can't put a budget no. on this movie. You know what I mean? The, the charm of the movie is that it costs like, you know hundreds of dollars to make that's the best part is that it's milk, so shitty milk. It, it, yeah it right costs milk money yeah <laughs> yeah that's so I... box that's uh sorry to interrupt you i'm just on it it's uh yep. 41 bucks used. is it that seems yeah. expensive yeah there's no uh there's only third-party sellers oh so I it's didn't 40 it bucks used yeah that's uh it, it goes all the way up to 130 dollars brand new Jesus Christ. Yeah. Wow. So if you want the Toxic Crusaders, you're going to be paying good money for it. Is is the cartoon good? I don't remember it. I mean, I, I remember the images of it, but I don't remember, like, watching it. I, it's been, like, 10 years. Uh, well, no, it's been over 10 years, obviously. It's but, been uh, 10 years. <laughs> this is the year 2006. <laughs> it's, been, it's been probably 20 years since I watched it. So I I don't remember it. I just know that I had a shitload of the toys from it, and 
I don't know. I guess it did well. See, that's why you're older than you think you are. You think you're like a little kid. Oh, I kid, know. Now you're like, oh, it was 10 years ago. And then you're like, wait a second. <laughs> yeah, that's... No, it was 20. <laughs> Shit. I'm just having a midlife crisis while I'm on this yep. podcast. Yes. It's going to take you back. So, yeah, um, I love the Toxic Avenger. I, I love a lot of these um, earlier trauma movies. That's how it starts. I mean, this is this is what low budget used to be before you know the Sci Fi Channel and all that other like the sort of garbage CGI stuff you get back in the day. The low budget was like Troma, Toxic Avenger was what you were getting out of a low budget movie, and it's like so much more fun and so much nonsense. Like I I can't imagine how much fun it must have been to to make this movie. Like you could really feel it when you watch. Yeah, this. definitely. Plus, they don't they don't make movies like this anymore. They try to, and that's that's what's that's what ruins it for me. Like all these like new, uh, shitty on purpose movies just don't work at all. Like uh, what's that? That Zombievers movie that a lot of people really liked. I thought it was just like movies like that. They just try too hard to be shitty. While movies like Toxic Avengers and anything trauma basically and uh, like Street Trash, it, it just shows that they really had fun making it. And it's they had to make it for this amount of money because they had none. Yeah, I think Street Trash blew most of their budget on like dick molds for for making various dicks. <laughs> that can't that can't be cheap. <laughs> All right, well, I won't hold you guys. I won't hold you guys for too long. I know our our sick crew is gonna pass out and die. Um, but yeah, we'll we'll wrap this back up. So Blue Monkey. Um, I mean, I don't know. I like all of these movies that we talked about, but for different reasons. I mean, I like Blue Monkey because it's like that classic 80s cheese. And, you know, this is the kind of movie that I think I could watch with somebody that doesn't like horror and they would have a good time with it. Because they're like, oh, it's so stupid. They can make fun of it while they watch it. Street Trash. I've showed this to people that don't like horror movies and they're like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Like it could it could potentially end friendships. <laughs> Toxic Avenger, I think you're perfectly safe to put this on for anybody at any time. You know, children's party, funeral, whatever. I think this is the movie to watch. Bar mitzvah. I would say Bar street trash is in that, that category too. <laughs> Same thing. I would have street trash at my funeral playing. Absolutely. <laughs> It would just be the dick catching scene of the loop, <laughs> like a twenty four hour loop. <laughs> That's my memoriam. I just want to have that playing, like on a widescreen for the whole time. And Ryan thought you all would enjoy the following scene from a movie called Street Trash. <laughs> <laughs> Friends and family, little kids are just staring at. It. We're gonna play a three hour loop of a scene. <laughs> if you'd like, you get your hand stamped. You can come and go as you please. <laughs> the sign-in book at the at the funeral parlor can be like a, a dick pen. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Why wouldn't it be? And everyone has to take a hit of uh, Tenafly Viper before they leave. <laughs> I wonder if anyone made that. Like an actual I've, Tenafly Viper. I have seen bottles, and I don't know if it's like a company, you know released it and was selling it in liquor stores or if somebody just slapped a label on some other bottle but i've seen some some like it, uh, like horror conventions and stuff there's you know? a band called Tenet yeah Flight you know Piper. what i could swear i've seen like um 
that bottle for sale in in, uh, in Spencer's in the mall. Yeah, maybe that's what I'm thinking of. Maybe maybe I saw it there or something. I know I've seen it somewhere. I, I don't know if it's real or not. So definitely check these movies out. I think everybody should have a good time with them. Um, we'll wrap up for today. You can uh, you can hit us up on uh, Facebook on the UHM uh, Upcoming Horror Movies fan page. Uh, you can catch us at UpcomingHorrorMovies.com on the message board. Um, I know I've been uh, writing reviews for the main page, except Oct- October's been killing me. I didn't have any time to write anything down, but I'm going to be getting back on it. Um, you can hit me up on Twitter at, at Ryan Tudelo. Um all you guys, would would you want to put in your contacts? Um, yeah, I'm uh, dead cell at, at dead cell society on Twitter. Um, also, you can find me um, on Instagram at dead cell society seventy four. Um, and yeah, that will do. George, uh, best place to catch me is uh, Facebook. I have a fan page, just George Pastor. Um, I have my own private account, but then I have my public fan page. That, I didn't uh, know you had a I fan maintain. page. Yeah, I actually do. Oh. I'm gonna add. I'm gonna add myself on. Yeah, another one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I just actually updated that. it. I updated it before, actually. Wow. Oh, I'm already on it. Damn it. I already have it left. Damn it. I thought I had another one. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, how yeah, about you, by Mike? all means, anybody who wants to sign up, go for it. I don't I don't think I have your fan page, George, so I'll add you. Bastard. <laughs> <laughs> uh, for me, I'm on the uh, UHM Facebook page under uh, Mike Whittemore. So you'll see me scrounging around there. Uh, I don't use Twitter. I barely use Instagram. Uh, I do have a last FM. If you guys want to check out what I'm listening to. <laughs> no. <laughs> okay. Well, um, and, uh, yeah, that's, uh, that's it. <laughs> so awesome. Um, yeah. And, uh, you know, everybody wants to send in any uh, emails or anything. You can, we have a, uh, Gmail account, UHM podcast at gmail.com. I think, um, so shoot off an email there or hit us up anywhere. If you want any requests for movies to cover, any subjects you want us to cover, um, we're going to have probably a couple more interviews and stuff coming up in the future and uh, more guests and, you know, more horror and more nonsense. So we'll Always see you guys nonsense. next. Yeah, we'll see you guys next time. Bye for now. See you. Good night.